Hey, this is John Workman, host of Stuff Electricians Should Know, the podcast, as well as creator of electricianslibrary.com. Now, if you've followed me for any amount of time, you know that um, we've done over 100 episodes of Stuff Electricians Should Know. And before this, we had a podcast called The Weekly Buzz, where we recorded over 30, 30 episodes of that as well. And they are 100% free, and we'll continue to make these 100% free love doing them, love putting them together, giving you this this free educational resource to help you out. Now, to help keep this free, I've decided to write a book called Rules for Electricians. And this is the first volume in a three-volume set of rules for electricians, uh, rules that you should know to help yourself uh, be better each and every single day uh, in this amazing trade that you're involved in. So you can head over to www.rulesforelectricians.com and you can check it out, uh, give you a brief explanation of the rules that you're going to find in the book and how they can help you. And by you supporting this book, you will help to support uh, this podcast and the other resources that we have to keep them free for anybody who wants to who wants to learn and better themselves in the trade. So head over to rulesforelectricians.com, check it out, and uh, show us a little love and get your copy today. Welcome to Stuff Electricians Should Know, where I bring you bite-sized bits of useful information, usually in the form of an answer to a question that every electrician should know. I'm your host, John Workman, and welcome to the Stuff Electricians Should Know podcast. If you haven't had a chance to check out Cody, make sure and head over to electricianslibrary.com forward slash Cody. That's electricianslibrary.com forward slash C-O-D-E-Y and take a look. If you haven't seen Cody yet, let me just tell you a little bit about him. Cody is a resource that I've been working on that's, I'm calling a virtual electrical assistant. Now, to my knowledge, this is the first and only one. And uh, let me just tell you a little bit about what Cody can do. Cody's main purpose is to help you become more efficient and more knowledgeable as an electrician. Now, right now, you can ask Cody questions about things like motor loads, wire ampacities, conduit fill, conduit bending, and you can also ask a limited number of code questions for the time being, but that is improving every single day. Now, the goal is no more fumbling through the code book trying to find a code you're unfamiliar with, no more calling supply houses for answers because you don't have the documentation handy. Just ask Cody. He'll have the answer for you within milliseconds, and it's really just that easy. You know, getting answers shouldn't be ugly, So ask Cody. Cody will be available in the Apple App Store in a beta version around the 1st of June. So stay tuned. And now let's dive right into the Instagram shout outs of the week. Uh, First Instagram shout out we're going to give to Scotty Hay 22. Scotty H-A-Y 22. Thanks for the follow, Scotty. Uh, Next, we're going to go with Curtis Ashworth. His uh, handle is Kurt underscore Ashworth. 
And then number three, last but not least, we're going to go with Timothy Jewett, T-I-M-M-Y-R-J-96. So thanks for the follows, guys. Appreciate seeing you on uh, the old Instagram and uh, seeing all the cool things you guys are putting out there. Uh, actually just checking out a picture that, uh, HVAC hacks posted of, uh, Chris Farley. Uh, it's a meme, my face, when I hear something fall in the back of the van. And uh, of course, one of the, the ever famous Chris Farley, uh, cringe faces. I can't even describe it over, over the air, but, uh, funny nonetheless. So anyways, thanks for following guys. Great to get on and see you guys every single day as well. I'm always on there checking things out. So, uh, make sure you're tagging me in your pictures, make sure that uh, you're liking, sharing, commenting. And, uh, if you send me a message of one of your pictures or anything like that, I'll do my best to get to you guys as soon as I can. Um, I get a lot, a lot of mail on there, and uh, it's it's kind of hard sometimes to uh, to get to it all. But I promise you, I'm not ignoring you. Just trying to get through everything as fast as I can. So, thanks, uh, thanks again for the follows and the love. Okay, so I was trolling around on the interwebs uh, the other day and came across um, another pretty funny Amazon review um, for, of course, one of the most dangerous products on the market the chinese finger traps all right so here we go here is the review and i quote please be extremely careful with these i got one for my daughter's fifth birthday and i thought it would be a fun gag you know that's how they market it leanne had no idea what it was so i told her to stick her fingers in it and if I could take back those words, believe me, I would. But she did. Then she tried to pull her fingers out, and they wouldn't come out. At first it seemed funny, and I think I even laughed. But then she really couldn't get them out. I tried to pull them out for her, but the thing is with this contraption is, is that the harder you pull, the tighter it squeezes. These Chinese are ingenious people. I tried looking for the instructions, but I couldn't find them anywhere. So I tried pulling even harder, but that thing clung on her tiny fingers like the cold grip of death. So now I really began to panic. And, you know, I did what I think any parent would do. I got a hacksaw. Bad call in retrospect. Bad, bad call. And I don't do well around blood. So now I'm really losing it. I figured I'd go back to basics. The claw hammer. Heaven knows I meant well, but it was the wrong tool for the job. I won't go into all the other things I tried, but after the miter saw, I realized I was in way over my head. Long story short, she wound up losing both arms up to her elbows. I'm giving it four stars because I guess it did what it said it would do, but it sure wasn't what I was expecting. Some other reviewers really seem to like it. I guess I just don't get it. All right. So obviously, um, phony review, but made me laugh my head off the very first time that, uh, that I read it. <clears throat> and you're probably saying, okay, so what does that have to do with twist lock cord ends and receptacles? Well, just like the Chinese finger trap, you need to know what a twist lock is and how it works, or you might find yourself in a dangerous situation. You just never know. Now, if you don't know what a twist lock is, uh, just if you're on your phone, click into another screen real quick and just Google an L as in Lima 15 30P. 
P is in Paul. And just look at some of the images. You're going to see that a twist lock looks different from a normal uh, receptacle and a cord end. I'm assuming that a lot of you out there are familiar with, with twist locks. But if you're not, then just get over there and Google an L1530P and you'll see... Uh, the general idea of what a what a twist lock is now twist locks come in a lot of different configurations and uh, you know 15 20 30 50 amps um, different voltages you know 125s 250s 125 and 250s 480s all that good stuff and so they're all going to look different and we'll, we'll cover that here in just a little bit so how does a twist lock receptacle work uh, you know, how is it different than a normal? Well, a normal three prong outlet, you know, it, it, you just simply push it in or pull it out to connect or disconnect from a, from a standard wall outlet. That's how, you know, a normal, normal receptacle works. Uh, but a twist lock adds another step and another layer of protection to, to the process. So after you insert the plug into the connector or the receptacle, you have to twist it in order to have it connect properly. Now, the male connector usually has a curved prong, uh, a curved prong on it that plugs into the receptacle or the core or the or the connector, the cord end. And then, you know, you twist them to lock them into place. Now, all the curved prongs aren't created equally. And this is this is what I was talking about just a second ago. They're voltage and amperage specific. So, for example, if you have a 250 volt 20 amp male, it will not go into 250 volt 30 amp female nor will it go into a female that's rated for 125, 250. Now, I've seen people who don't like that, and so they were, they'll they'll alter one or two of the prongs by taking a grinder or a file or something and filing down until they fit in the female. And they do this because they just don't understand how they work, and they don't get that they're not supposed to go together like that. So back to the function of the twist lock. So to unplug it, the plug must be twisted the opposite direction. So you clockwise to lock it in place, counterclockwise to unlock it. And without, you know, without this process, the electrical device, it can't be disconnected from the wall. So you have to twist it. That's why they're called twist locks to either lock it or to unlock it. So just like the Chinese finger trap, if you don't know how to use it, then you might find yourself pulling and pulling, you know, on the cord end, trying to figure out wondering why it won't come out simple you got to twist it so what are some of the benefits of a twist lock receptacle you know why would why would you want to use it now twist lock it's it's perfect for some of those areas where your equipment is critical to operations you know needs to be semi-permanent not necessarily permanent but semi-permanent and you can't you don't want it to be easily unplugged so don't use a twist lock as a solution uh, to prevent foot traffic from disconnecting your cords. You know, if people are tripping over it, you need to reroute it so it doesn't get pulled out of the wall. Um, if you have the twist lock in place, it's just they're just going to keep tripping over it. And then it's going to damage the cord. It's going to create stress on the wires, on your conductors. It could expose them. And, of course, this creates electrical hazards. Now, another cool thing that you can get with the twist locks is you can get some weather-resistant twist locks. Now, most of the major manufacturers have a line of these, um, Woodhead, Leviton, um, Passant Seymour, uh, Ericsson, all these guys have uh, lines of these, 
And, you know, these are, of course, useful when the receptacles are exposed to the elements, when you've got them out in the water, out in the rain, out in the weather, you know. But these these weatherproof ones obviously prevent water from entering the connection and causing causing any kind of electrical problems that way. So it creates a, a, a tight seal, a tight connection. And with these Swiss locks, they don't become loose or, you know, create an exposure of the prongs. Uh, or the receptacles. And now on to the electrician's library tip of the week. The one man wire or woman, one man or one person, whatever you want to say, pull it, wire pulling. If you need to pull wires into a half inch or three quarter inch conduit without any helper, using a plastic or metal funnel works good. Taper wedge the funnel so the spout goes into the conduit so your wires won't get nicked when they go past the fitting edge and the funnel helps keep the wires from rubbing. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into this week's episode of the Stuff Electrician Should Know podcast, the one and only podcast that is truly trying to give you the tools that you need to become the best electrician that you can be. Not just an electrician, but the electrician. So make sure that you go and share this episode with a friend, coworker, colleague, or anyone that you think can benefit. And until next time, I hope you stay happy. I hope you stay healthy. But most of all, I hope you stay grounded.